listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava. And today is Thursday, April 15th, 2021. And it has been, it's been a decent day. I mean, we, it's been busy. I'll say that much. It has been extremely, extremely busy. There have been restocks on restocks on restocks today. It's been wild. I mean, for about a solid hour and a half to two hours, there was just release after release after release. And I would see, okay, this is restocking here. Oh, this is restocking over here. And constantly going back and forth, opening up tabs, opening up windows, opening up bots. Like, and then like being realizing that I didn't have something set up for this specific release, kind of hating myself for it, trying to get set up really quickly. Like it was a mess. And it brought me back to one of the podcasts that I did probably a few weeks ago where I said being prepared is one of the best things you can do as a reseller because you never know when an opportunity is going to spring up. But if you're always prepared for it, well, then you're always going to be ready for when it does spring up. And that was something that I didn't have today. I, I did not have anything prepared. It was a mess. I mean, I should have I should have made way more money than I did. Still was a good day. I think I made, after it's all said and done, I'll probably make somewhere close to uh, 1 to 1.2K on the day, which is really, really nice. But at the same time, it really should have been 4 to 5 at least. I mean, some of the items that released were, these weren't, these weren't items that weren't that were really really small profit. We're talking like five to a thousand dollar, five hundred to a thousand dollar profits on these things, and that's just some of the items. And then there were other items that came out after it. It was a it was a really really busy day, and I really 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 should have been prepared. I should have had my stuff together, and I didn't. And it showed because I did not make the money I really should have made today based on the releases that we had. So, bit of a bummer there. That is the way it goes sometimes. You can't really control the things that are outside of your control, obviously, but you can control the the way that you're prepared for them. And so drop the ball there, but still manage to make some good money. It'll be a really, really profitable day anyways, because still making a thousand dollars or uh like 1.2, 1.5 K. That's a really, really good day. So I'm excited about that. I'm really pumped about it. It was it was pretty good. So that was really what we had today. A bunch of restocks, a bunch of craziness, people like putting announcements in some of the groups that I'm in saying, hey, this is restocking. Hey, this is releasing. So I, my head was on a swivel for like a solid hour during lunch, just like because that's when things started coming out and just so many profitable items. It was it was a very, very wild, <laughs> wild day. I'll say that much. So good day overall. Other than that, really, really nothing, nothing else to to note. I I don't even know if I sold anything today, honestly. It's been slow from sales from a sales vantage point. I do need to go through my inventory and get it all listed. Realizing right now that I have a lot of my most profitable items listed, but I haven't been listing consistently. And I do have some items that do need to be listed that are either highly profitable still or just items that I've had sitting there that I'm like, this needs to sell. Like, why haven't, why haven't I sold this? Why haven't I gotten this thing sold? So that's the other thing I'll be doing is, is trying to get some of that stuff listed here on the weekend which is not that much fun. I don't like listing. It's not really my my favorite thing to do, and that's why I'm trying to outsource it. But it is something that needs to be done, and so I'm going to get that done as well. So that's what I've been looking at today. Not really too much outside of that. Yesterday I did some tax work and stuff because there were there were some things that I wanted to finish up with that. I was done for the for 2020, but 2021's here, so I was just doing a little bit of prep for that and with some things like with quarterly estimated taxes that I had to pay and stuff like that. We're just getting my my info together for that and all that kind of stuff. So that's done. Happy about that. Happy to be done with that and happy to 
be ready to take on the rest of the year. Things that I have to do now, though, I do have to form an LLC, which I've talked about. I do have to get a SKU system put together. I do have to get systems put together, and that's really what I've been focusing on this past couple of weeks. I've talked about it a little bit. Trying to keep my trying to keep myself focused is tough because there's just so many things, so many holes that I see that need to be plugged with my business. Whether it's not really having any sort of a system in place, or not really knowing what the overall goal is, or not having a an actual business in place, having more of a job set setup in place, which kind of goes back to the first two things I just talked about. So those sorts of things have been things that I've really been focusing on, and trying to figure out what's the best way to attack these sorts of problems. And so. Really the best thing that I've been doing, and it's been super helpful for me, and I know it'll be helpful and pay dividends down the road, is writing down all, all of the things that I do, especially the ones that I hate. The things that I hate to do most are usually the things that take me the longest and are very monotonous. And usually things that take me the longest aren't even the stuff that are very, very difficult. Sometimes it's stuff that I don't do that often. Like I said yesterday, paying my quarterly estimated taxes, I don't remember how to do that because I pay it once every quarter. So I, I remember the basics of it, but I always have to Google like what, where to pay local or where to pay state or, or that kind of a thing. And I have to bounce around and try and find where, where all these links are and then figure out what my password is and my username. And I just got sick of it. And I realized that after reading so, some of the book that I've been reading called The E-Myth, where they basically talk about how most entrepreneurs are, are not actually doing it, running a business or not even being entrepreneurial at all. They're really being a person who just goes to work every day and is more so like a one person business that isn't a business, it's just a job, which is kind of what they're they're getting at, that you need to have a business in place that, that runs if you weren't there. And most people don't have that. They have a, a business, quote unquote, business in place where they, if they don't show up, there's nobody or no way to make money. And that's not a business, that's a job. It's, that's the same as a W-2 job, except now you're in control and you have a lot more responsibility and a lot more work. And usually you have to put in a lot more hours to make money. So it, it is it is something that I've been working at, trying to realize that you know it is something that I've been struggling with, trying to think about all the ways that if I keep scaling the business the way that I am, what will it look like? And I'm just kind of seeing that it won't look very pretty down the road whenever it's two or three times the size it is and I'm still the one that's responsible for everything because I won't be able to do the things I need to do like research and stuff like that. So. The, the one thing they did mention is writing down all your processes is a great way to try and get yourself set up to be able to outsource some of your work. And I think that's a great idea for one for, for a few reasons. One, if you are trying to outsource your work, writing down your processes and the way that you do things and like a, a standard operating procedure type of thing where you basically write, okay, I'm gonna make a listing, here's all the things I do. And you spell it out to a T as to how to make a, a listing. And then you can hand that to somebody, anybody and say, here, I need you to make this listing. Can you please just follow this guide? It's very, very self-explanatory. Here's the photos that you need. Give them a flash drive or maybe give them a, a Dropbox or something and say, this is all you will need for making a listing go. And and they should be able to take it from there, no questions asked, and be able to do it based on the guide and the standard operating procedure that you have in place for that. So that's what I've been trying to do. I wrote one up for listing sneakers. It's not very good. I mean, I need to go back and refine it a little bit because there's just so many details that I take in order to go through and list sneakers. And that could be part of the problem with listing for a lot of us. I think some of us are super detail-oriented where maybe we shouldn't be as much. Now, listing on eBay is tough because you have to be detail-oriented. They got like 50 to 100 item specifics, it feels like, when you're going to list anything, they need to be filled out. And it's 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 very, very, 
important to fill those out because it does depend on how well your item will get recognized by the search algorithm and how high it will appear in the results when people search and how quick it will sell. So those things are good for, for that. But at the same time, we do spend a lot of time on the details. And I feel like I could save myself a lot of time if I didn't have 28 to 35 steps on how to list a, p a pair of shoes on eBay. I mean, that's that's literally what it is. Because if you break it down, go search for the item, figure out a list, hit find a listing, hit sell similar, pulling your pictures, create a title, go and, and, and most people wouldn't create the title, but there is a, a specific way that I do titles that I do believe really, really helps with listing on eBay. So I will create a title and I will go through and fill out the item specifics and I will do a the description. I spend the least amount of time on the description. I literally copy and paste the title, put it in bold, and then just put, we sell real authentic sneakers. I source them from authentic and reputable distributor or distrib bleh, distributors and we accept free returns, no questions asked, as long as it's in new and unused condition the same way we sent it. Like that that sort of thing is what I put. Like and I have like a, a auto text expander where I type a, like a word and it just auto expands that word into like that whole thing. So that's really nice. And and that doesn't take me very much time and I've streamlined that part of it. But the rest of it pricing and stuff like that you have to do a little bit of research for you have to explain to the person how to research for pricing if they've never done it before like there's a lot that goes into a listing that to me some of it's automatic now okay I, I know what this pair of shoes retails for i know what it's probably going to resell for because i just have a pretty decent gauge of shoes right now plus i've been paying attention to it for the last three weeks on StockX anyway just because that's how i am and and that's just that's just like what you do and and so i understand that the pair of uncs i could probably get 400 to $450 for a pair of Jordan 1 UNCs. I mean, I've been paying attention to that shoe for about a month now. But somebody over in like Pakistan or the Philippines who you may pay as a VA to do your work or even somebody in America that's never done sneakers before has no idea that, that, that those shoes are worth that. If you say, here's the retail price, try and get me something close to what they're selling for and they end up finding a grade school pair that retails for a lot less than one of the, maybe not a lot less, but a little less than one of the men's pairs of shoes and they end up selling at a grade school price, well, now you're gonna lose profit. So it's tough to try and figure out how to explain that to somebody in a document, but ultimately, if you're going to do that, you're gonna have a, a very successful business. You have to be able to spell out to AT and make it very, very simple for somebody to understand that it is how to do what you do. If that's how you're going to scale your business and you don't wanna be the one in the center of it all the time, well, okay, like, like think about it. Think about all the time you spend listing stuff on eBay or you spend listing stuff on Poshmark. And what if you could just eliminate that? What if you could take all the pictures you wanted and just eliminate listing? A lot of people will spend an entire day listing all the inventory they found. Like that's a whole day of your life gone. And you could probably save yourself a lot of time and money because you'll be paying a little bit of extra money in the meantime, but you may get more stuff listed by outsourcing it because the person just may be a little bit more efficient than you if they get it down and they get their process down and they do your process. Basically, if they're following your process, but they're listing, like they don't hate listing as bad as you do because it's their job and you're not, they're not reselling. Like we hate listing because it's one of the necessary evils of reselling where you have to go, you have to sit down, you have to actually like force yourself to make this listing, which is like super boring and not the thing we're reselling for. We're not reselling to go do listing. Like that's not the fun part. The fun part is sourcing. The fun part is making sales. The fun part is getting a good review from a buyer and, and being able to scale your business and being able to provide for yourself and your family in new ways. That's the fun part of reselling. All this other stuff, shipping, listing, taking photos, it's not enjoyable and most of us don't enjoy it. And so you will save yourself a lot of time. Like you may save yourself days of work. And what could you do with those days? You could go 
and you could spend that time sourcing. You could go spend that time with your family. You could take that day off. Like, and that's maybe not the best way to help grow your business. I'm just saying you'll make the same amount of money, if not a pretty similar. You may sell more items because somebody's listing more for you and you're doing less work. Like that's the goal. The goal is to do as not as little work as possible, but to lessen your burden of un unimportant tasks or tasks that don't require a lot of skill, lessen the load for that and only do the tasks that do bring you a lot of 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 the the majority of the value. So like the whole 80/20 rule where 20% of your of what you're doing or 20% of anything probably brings 80% of the value. Like 20% of the tasks that you're actually doing probably bring 80% of the value to your business. Sourcing, probably the the sourcing and research, you probably do it 20% of the time because the other 80% of the time you're doing shipping, you're doing listing, you're doing photo taking, you're doing other parts of the business that need to be done, right into the post office, like stuff like that. Like all these different things that aren't necessarily making you the majority of your money. The majority of the money comes in whenever you buy your items. Because if you're buying crappy items, I don't care what you list or what your list listing rate is. I don't care if you don't have a death pile or not. Your whole inventory is going to be a death pile because whether or not it's listed, it's still going to be just a pile of crap. So you got to find good items and that's where you make the majority of your money in the list in the sourcing the listing the shipping that sort of stuff isn't actually making you money now it is completing the process of making a sale which in turn is is making you money but it's not directly there's no dollar amount directly tied to it where sourcing is has a direct corollary to making money because if you're finding good items they will bring you profit as long as you can find a way to get them listed and shipped and and take photos of them so just by outsourcing listing, you'd be able to save yourself a lot of money. And this goes back to the whole thing of scaling your business. So that's what I've been working on. I mean, it's there's a lot involved with it and it sounds like a pain, right? I can imagine you have all sorts of different processes just like me where you have, or maybe not processes, but ways that you do things, ways that you, that you like to do things, ways that you like to take your photos, ways that you like to ship something, ways that you think are the best way to do your listings and the best way to make a title. And it's tough to try and convey that to somebody that really doesn't know much about it. But if you really want to build a business, the more and more that I'm kind of reading about how to put systems into your business and how to make a business in order to let it run on its own, to make it an efficient system that runs without you, that makes that, that would be able to run itself almost like a motor or a machine where you start it up and let it go and it does its thing. And the only thing that you're doing is the starting. You are the you are the like igniter or the ignition in the car where you get it actually started and you get it going but then you don't necessarily need to keep, you don't need to keep starting it every time. It's already moving and it's already humming and it doesn't need you anymore to keep doing that. So that's kind of where you are with your business. That's what I want to be. I want to be the person that starts the business. I want to be the person that is very involved in, and, and is able to be a major driver for it. But at the same time, I want to be able to operate it without me actually operating it every single day because that gives me more freedom. That gives me more freedom to go start other businesses. That gives me more freedom to research other things like like even things right now like crypto that people I know are personally making a lot of money on it or investments in the stock market or investments in real estate or or other sorts of investments or either other sorts of things to resell or other ways to make money like other businesses other forms of, of money making or just spending time with family like like that sort of thing those are like the things that are are big drivers for for my time those are the things that take up a lot of my time and when I'm not doing business I'm usually with my family when I'm not with my family I'm usually doing business and like there's no real in between. I don't really have a ton of hobbies because the business is like the hobby that I do. So being able to get removed from that just a little bit and have more free time would free that up for hobbies and time with family and, and things like that that are actually pretty important things. I mean, a lot of people that have a a little bit of a, a stress reliever or something that can just, they like to do to relax, 
oftentimes find a lot of productivity for their business in that because it helps kind of cultivate good ideas in their head. Whenever they're not working on it, they're always kind of like working on it in the back of their mind. And eventually it kind of relaxes you a little bit that you end up coming up with an idea. I see it all the time when I'm at work. I'm kind of stuck on a problem. I'm stuck at something that I just can't figure out and something's broken or something needs to be designed. And not always are they the best ideas, but I do get more ideas when I kind of remove myself from the issue, go take a walk with stuff in the plant and see what's going on it there, or even just go for like a brisk, like one minute walk, go clear my head and come back. It always clears me up a little bit to, to start thinking again and start moving my mind a little bit better, thinking about the problem in a different way and stuff. So that's really what I'm focusing on. I mean, trying to make systems, trying to write down processes, these all go together to hopefully build a business that if I ever wanted to sell, I could. I don't necessarily want to sell it, but kind of building a business to sell, a a business that could sell to somebody and they could run it and and what they would want to buy it because it really runs itself. That is a great way to build a business and you can keep it. I'm not saying to sell your business. I'm just saying building a business to sell a business obviously takes a lot of work because it needs to be able to be run by anybody at that point, not just you. And if you can build a business that can be run by anybody, then you can remove yourself whenever you want to and put somebody else in your place to run the business for you. You could still be involved, but you don't have to be there every single day, be involved every single day, be doing every single thing in your business, and you can still be making the money and reaping the benefits from it. I mean, that's why a lot of us do this. We do a lot of what we do because we want to be able to be financially free. We want to be able to do whatever we want with our lives and spend it the ways that we want to and spend time with our family and be able to give in ways that we haven't ever been able to give before. Those sorts of things come with building a business, but at the end of the day, you don't wanna be working all the time. You'll never get to enjoy any of the things that you're working for. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. Now I'm so far away from being somebody that's in a big, big bind with trying to make time for family and stuff like that. I obviously do have free time still. If I really need it, I can take it, but just trying to think ahead and plan ahead and actually start doing those sorts of things, the right sort of things earlier than than later. So. Hopefully that helps you guys out. Hopefully that could be something that gives you a little bit of, of food for thought, I guess, just to think about trying to incorporate some systems or maybe you're just finding yourself super bogged down. But yeah, go read that book, E-Myth Revisited. Really, really, really good book on building systems and getting yourself to be able to be a little bit removed from your business so that you're not so caught up in the day-to-day that you can actually help build and grow it yourself. So that being said, I am going to go. It is Thursday. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll get with you tomorrow on Friday with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.